crush your menopause sugar cravings in time for warm weather fun with all-natural Bossa Bars Menopause Energy Bars. Delicious, keto, and intermittent fasting-friendly. These bars help women manage weight and energy during all stages of the pause. Try them at bossabars.com. That's B-O-S-S-A bars.com and save 10% with code KD10. Welcome to A Certain Age, a show for women who are unafraid to age out loud. Have you ever asked yourself, what's next? You know, a big picture, what's next? What's next for me, my career, my health, my relationships, my empty nest, my next decade? My guest today has ideas for helping you both ask and answer the question, what's next? Dana Hilmer is a certified coach, a women's leadership executive, and the co-founder of Camp Reinvention, a program and community for women looking to create a second act that they are wildly excited about. Welcome, Dana. Hello there, Katie. Thanks for having me on today. Yeah, I, I'm very excited because you had me at creating a second act that you are wildly excited about. How does that work? Tell us about Camp Reinvention. We are excited about our next acts, and we want to learn more about your work and how it can help fuel our next chapter. Awesome. Thank you, Katie. You know, it's so interesting. And by the way, I'm in this age group. I'm 57. And the women that we target are 50-ish and older. You know, it's it's that woman who is at a crossroads and kind of who isn't at this age, right? Our body is changing, our life is changing. And fortunate for us, we have a much longer life expectancy. There are more women over the age of 50 than any other time in history, which I think is so inspiring. And we get to decide how it is that we want the second half of our life to be. It doesn't need to be the way our mom got older or our grandmother got older, or certainly not the way we see in the media, right? We get to define and create whatever the heck we want in the second half of life. And, and that's really what we're um, what our mission is is to kind of help redefine what getting older is anyway, so that we can do this in a way that really does feel exciting. And that is really true to who we are at this stage of our life. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Focusing, sort of bringing intention around what we're doing with the next chapter. You're so right. We are living longer um, lives than previous generations did. And we are, we're moving into sort of an intergenerational workforce. We're moving into you know, five generation kind of, um, you know, community and culture. So how does Camp Reinvention actually work? Like, I'm curious, like, what, how do you, what are some of the disciplines that you work within that help women figure this out? Yeah, thank you. So my co-founder is Wendy Prati, who is absolutely amazing. And we both are master level coaches and we both have a really rich science background. So my background is in positive psychology, which is, is the science of human flourishing and Wendy's is in neuroscience. And so what we do is we make sure that everything that we bring to the camp reinvention process is grounded in science. And when I mention the camp reinvention process, this is our 12-week program. It is a process that truly is transformative. And the reason why I can say that clearly is based on the results that we see. But we dive in really deeply because at this stage of life, you know, we've we've lived a lot, we've done a lot, we know what works, we know what doesn't, but we also have a lot of patterns that we've developed over the years that can at this stage of life hold us back. And so the coaching process takes you through a whole process of 
kind of undoing some of those patterns that might be keeping you stuck. And we all have them, by the way. Um, getting clarity on what the heck you even want at this stage of life and doing it in a way that is super grounded. I think a lot of times people, you know, kind of get idealistic and they don't think about what their life is right now. We want to be really grounded in what our life is, who we are at this stage and who it is we want to grow into being. And so the camp reinvention process really helps coach you as the woman behind any goal that you have. And, you know, we find that most people come to us wanting to solve for something, you know, like, hey, I want to get a career or I want to start a business or I want to have better health or I want the relationship that I've always wanted. I have a, a dream or a book or a something I've always wanted to do. Usually people come in with that one thing they're thinking about and they leave going, holy smokes, like I've changed so much more because we're coaching you as a whole person. Yeah. You know, we can't coach you for one thing. You know, it really makes you reassess and ask yourself questions and go down lines of inquiry and thought that most people have never done. And if they have, they certainly haven't done it in a very long time. And I think at this stage of life, you know, we have a lot of responsibilities. Life can feel really heavy. And so, you know, we want you to play all in and give yourself the permission slip to say, you know what? I get to dream. I get to think about what I want my life to be. I get to be true to who I am. And, you know, I'd love to share actually kind of three core beliefs that we have that I think are so core to creating any positive change in your life. Yeah. I'd love to and hear first, them. Yeah. I'd love yeah, to hear first, them. Of course, is change is possible. I think a lot of times, again, we end up feeling oftentimes like we've laid our bed, we got to roll around in it, but change is possible. Dana, and I would, to, I would say even yeah. beyond just possible change is probable. I mean, the reality is your, your life is going to change. Your kids grow up. They move out of the house, you know, jobs end, um, health changes, your, your your parents age, your parents might pass away. So change is definitely, it's beyond possible. It's it's really probable. Yeah. You know, I love that distinction. I should say positive change is possible is what I should say. <laughs> yeah, no, you're absolutely right, Katie. I actually just said goodbye to my youngest in college last week. And Aww, they're officially empty nesters tomorrow when I bring my middle guy back to school. So, amazing. you know, it's yeah, change is happening, right? We want to create the change that we want to create is really what yes, it comes down. I love to. that. That's a very important distinction. Exactly. Like sort yeah. of being in charge of what's coming and and how you experience it and how you sort of fold it into your life. So what's Absolutely. so so what's number two and three? You said change yeah, is, is possible. Exactly. Number two is that the life that you've lived so far doesn't need to dictate the life you live in your future. Right? Yes. Oftentimes yes, yes. I love that. At at this age, you know, we think, well, this is what I've done and this is what it is. Well, no, you get to redefine it if you choose to, right? So it's really getting clear on that for yourself, that just because you've been doing this one thing or this is what your life has looked like so far, it, it, it can look very, very different in the future if you choose, right? If you choose. And um, yeah, it's, it's we've seen such powerful changes. And I think a lot of times it's comes down to getting clear on what you want and you start getting, you start looking through a very different lens, right? We, we, the beliefs that we have dictate what we see. And so once you start realizing that, wait a minute, this positive change is possible and to have a, a different life in the future is something I can create. Now you start looking through the lens of the people that are doing that and you start seeing people and stories and resources and opportunities that you didn't see before 
because now you're looking for it. Yes, so absolutely. When you, when you bring that intention, it's sort of like when you know, you're know you pregnant, all of a sudden you see everyone you look at is pregnant. Or if you have a child with red hair, all of a sudden you like you notice everybody else that, that has that commonality with you. And I think that's that's a big part of listening to the show. If you know women are looking to be inspired, I get, I get e- um, emails and DMs every uh, week from women who have said, you know what, I'm like listening to the stories of women who are trying new things. And I've launched a business. I've started a consulting company. You know, I am... I'm trying something new on for size because we, when we look for inspiration, we find it. So I, I love that. That's part of, you know, that's number two. What's number three for the camp reinvention process? You know, it is, it is never too late for you to pursue a dream. Okay. You know, yes. I love that. Dreams, right. Yes. We do. And it's not too late. It's never too late. And, you know, you hear stories of people that are vibrant and radiant and healthy and stuff well into their nineties, even early hundreds. And they always credit the fact that they were always having a dream. They were always having something they were working towards. They are always excited about trying or learning something new. Like it's never too late. And so a lot of it is allowing ourselves, really the permission to say, I get to pursue this thing. I deserve it. And like, I honor who I am. Like I, I want to be true to myself. Um, Katie, I don't know. Have you ever heard of the book, uh, The Top Regrets of the Dying by Bronnie Ware? I have not. That sounds uh, like- <laughs> It's such a powerful book. And Bronnie was a hospice nurse. She's either in Australia or New Zealand. I forget where. Uh, but she spent 10 years with people that were in their last days. And she said the number one regret of the dying is I wish I had the courage to live the life that is true to me not the life that other people expect of me. And when I read that, it was like, oof, bum bum, right? <laughs> um, I wish I had the courage to live the life that is true to me. And I think there are so many people, especially in our age group, right? That, that have a little bit of a um, quiet desperation or like this, this pain that I was meant to do something different, or I've always wanted to do this thing, but there's never been time for me, or I've always been taking care of other people, or quite frankly, I didn't have the courage, or I didn't, or I didn't um, really stick with it. Right. Right. Absolutely. There, there is that pain point, and you know, we we actually call camp reinvention camp reinvention because obviously we're diving in deep, a lot of powerful work to create positive change in your life that sticks. That's what reinvention is. But camp, because we women take things so seriously. We have so many balls in the air, so many responsibilities at times that sometimes we forget to play. And we want to reintroduce this whole notion of stepping into the version of yourself that has wonder and joy and creativity and fun and play. And we get to do this and be responsible human beings and pursue the things that we want to pursue in our life. And I think it's really, really important to infuse that in our life more because sometimes we lose that along the way. Yeah, absolutely. I I love what you sort of the, some of the goals that you outlined, and the title of that book is definitely it's almost like a gut punch because I'm literally thinking to myself right now, like what might be one of my top regrets. And you know, it's it, these are interesting questions to ask yourself. We're going to be headed into a quick break, Dana, but when we come back, I want to explore a little bit about what gets in the way of women giving themselves permission to to do these reinventions that you're outlining. We'll be right back. Rosebud Woman crafts beautiful, organic, sexual wellness and intimate self-care products to support women in midlife. 
Their Honor Everyday Balm is a magical vulvar and vaginal moisturizer with Basa Bolo to build back skin resilience. I use it and absolutely love it. Arouse, the only three-in-one stimulating serum available on the market, enhances sensation in a woman's own lubrication. Rosebud Woman also offers award-winning body care products crafted to address the top needs of women of a certain age. I use the Anoint Oil on both my face and body daily. It is silky, smooth, and deeply hydrating. Join Rosebud Woman in a lifestyle of deep self-reverence. A certain age listeners who use the code KD10 at checkout receive 10% off their purchase. That's K-A-T-I-E-1-0. Head to rosewoman.com for beautiful sexual wellness and intimate care essentials. Okay, Dana, we're back. We're talking about giving ourselves permission to to reinvent, to be intentional about our our next chapter, to um, create the life that we perhaps have always dreamed of. What gets in the way? What do you hear from the women who go through your program? You know, honestly, this we could talk a whole hour about what gets in the way. But I mean, so maybe that's probably true. Exactly, this is a tough one. But what would be some, like maybe the number one thing that you hear? What's a common theme? I think a very common theme is the many ways in which women should all over themselves. And we say it, it sounds like shit, but yes, they should all over themselves because oftentimes we've bought in to kind of the cultural, you know, expectations, family expectations, the expectations of those that we love, even some beliefs we buy into that we may not necessarily agree with. And the end result is at this stage of life, we find that, you know what, I've been doing all the things I should. I've been being the person that I should be. I've been doing all these things that I should, but at the end of of it, you know, when you're reassessing, it feels kind of empty. Um, I think oftentimes what happens is we define success at a really young age, right? We are going into college or entering the workforce, whatever that happens to be. And we have this notion of what success is supposed to look like. And we see that, by the way, more in front of our faces every day now because of social media. And success has got certain images attached to it. And we buy into this oftentimes without doing that gut check of, wait a minute, how do I want to experience my life? What is important to me? How do I want to define success? It's actually a very personal definition, but oftentimes we kind of buy into lock, you know, full buy-in on what we think we should be and what we should do. And, and we find it kind of empty at this stage of our life. Yeah, I can totally um, I relate to this, Dana, because I, I, I'm as you're speaking, I'm, I'm having this this sort of full body recognition that I, I almost became a lawyer, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I almost became a lawyer because I felt like that was something that I should do. And I have lawyers in my family and that was an example. And, it, you know, it just sort of felt like, uh, you know, perhaps a, a, the right career. And I, you know, I, I didn't. I ultimately pulled the plugs. I realized it wasn't for me. And I, I, I went to journalism school instead. But this notion of should is very, very strong. And I love that you're helping women redefine success um, for themselves today. What would be one to two, conc- you know, concrete ste- um, tips or steps that you would offer our listeners to help them get unstuck, you know, to help them rejigger how they define success for themselves? Yeah, such a great question. Can I share a little story? Actually, of course, first? we love um, stories. We love stories. You know, it's funny because I was definitely queen of the shoulds. And <laughs> I, I mean, man, I just checked all those boxes, right? right? 
And I had a career. It was in magazine publishing. On paper, it looked great. On paper, I checked all the boxes and went from marketing major in college, you know, to associate, to manager, to director, to I was in the corner office at a big publication, big staff. You know, everything looked great on paper. But what I learned is you cannot really own your success unless it's something that really matters to you. At the end of the day, I look great on paper, but I was miserable. And I credit the year that I was in that corner office and I kind of moved to that level that I thought I should, right? I was so unhappy, so depleted, so, um, I mean, completely burnt out, unhealthy. And I look back and I realize I didn't care about advertising pages is really what it came down to. I was good at it just because I'm good at doing proposals and presentations and things at that time for the goal of advertising pages does not mean that what I was working for mattered to me. And at the end of the day, if we're going to feel successful in our life, it has to be aligned. What we're doing and how we're contributing needs to be aligned with what really matters to us you know, with what it is that feels fulfilling to us with the way that we want to make an impact. And at that time it did not. And so that was a real turning point for me where I was like, whoa, you know, this, you know, looks good, but at the end of the day, it's really not who I am and not how I want to contribute. Loved magazines, still love magazines, but the way I was, uh, what I was contributing at the end of the day just didn't matter to me. So what I've learned is you can be really good at something. It doesn't mean it's right for you. Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah, totally. I, I joke sometimes. I mean, I think that most women who are listening to the show are probably nodding their heads right now because we all um, do things that we're good at that maybe we don't want to be doing. Uh, and you get assigned that in your family. You get assigned that maybe in your marriage. You get assigned that in your you know careers where you where you take on these things because you're good at it. Um, but it's maybe not how you want to be spending your time and your energy. And that, you know, I think getting to midlife means that sometimes you feel more confident in jettisoning some of these expectations. I find that in my own life. You know, I, I've let go of um, traps like sort of perfectionism. I've let go of traps. You know, I feel like I'm good at delegating now in my family because I don't need to, I don't need to be the one that, I don't need to be the one that does everything. You know, sometimes I joke that I should make up t-shirts that says mom is a good looker because I have to look for everything in the house. And now I'm like, well, you can find your shoes. Like, <laughs> like, why do I have to, just because I'm good at finding things doesn't mean I want to be that, you know, that person. So we sometimes have to just you know, fire ourselves from some of these roles yes. that we no longer want. So what, so I love that story. Thank you for opening with that. Um, for listeners who want to fire themselves from things they no longer enjoy, what are some concrete steps to help them do that? You know, the number one um, tool or the first, one of the first exercises we go through in the camp reinvention process is helping you find what we call your compass point. You know, you hear people talk about true north and various things, but the compass point is a little bit different. The compass point is a feeling state because at the end of the day, every single goal that matters to you, it really comes down to a feeling, doesn't it? Like if you want to lose 10 pounds, it has nothing to do with 10 pounds. It has to do with you want to feel sexy. You want to feel strong. You want to feel fit. You want to feel good in your jeans. You want to, right? Yeah. It's always coming down to a feeling state. So the compass point is how do you want to feel about yourself? and about your life on your very last day. How do you wanna feel? And when you get clear on that feeling state, which by the way, is how you wanna be experiencing your life, 
Sure. When you get clear on that and you use that as a filter for your decisions, you make decisions that are truly aligned with who you are and how you want to be experiencing your life. So for example, my compass point has everything to do with making a contribution I'm proud of, with leading with love. And that means so many different things to me, right? It's it's not only about loving other people. And of course, I'm all in on that, but also loving myself because I wasn't always so great at that. It has to do with loving how I'm spending my time, having to do with loving what I have and not always wanting other things. You know, that 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 notion of love means a lot of different things to me. And my compass point has to do with living all in. So when I can condense that to a phrase that my compass point is about love, living all in and making a contribution I'm proud of, if I use that as a filter for my choices, I'm going to make choices that are truly aligned with who I am and who I want to become. And I can tell you right now, if I use that compass point and if I knew about it back when I was doing the whole magazine corporate ladder business, I would have made very different choices because I wasn't contributing in a way that I experienced. I wasn't loving how I spent my days. I didn't have time for the people that I loved because I was working obscene hours. This notion of playing all in, I didn't have time for curiosity and adventure. I was a workhound, right? So that choice would have been so obvious to not to not have that be what I was doing, right? That that would have been an obvious choice that I needed to make a change if I put it through the lens of what really matters to me, which is that compass point. I think this this notion of defining the compass point is so smart. And I love that you're using it as a sort of a lens to examine everything in your own life. It's really about shifting mindset, which is so important. I believe... You know, I truly believe, too, that mindset is the sort of the foundation by which like all change and growth occurs. But also, you know, I'm curious about this. Um, we have a lot of systemic forces that are at work sometimes that are keeping us in maybe a compass point we don't like or a mindset we don't like, right? That we've patriarchal systems that set up, you know, our, our work our work world. You know, there's sexism, there's ageism, there are the, you know, the... I don't want to make this an ism, but there are d- the demands of family life, you know, um, and we, we can't tackle them all today. And I love that your camp reinvention mm-hmm. helps people explore these different ideas. But I, I would love to talk about ageism. You know, how how does the notion that I'm, I'm that I'm at a certain age affect the women that go through your program? Because you do focus on people who are 50. So w- for women who are listening to this right now, who are thinking, you know, Yes, I'd love a new career. Yes, I would love to have more purpose in my life. Yes, I would finally love to launch that business, but I'm mm-hmm. afraid I'm too old. What yes. is your response to that? Because that's not just mindset sometimes. Sometimes that there are systemic forces that are at work that are you're not getting hired sometimes at certain ages. How do you tackle that? Yes. Oh, such a great question, Katie. So at camp, we have women that are 15 and older. So we have women that are well into their 60s and early 70s. And Ageism is real. You know, women, people that look for jobs when they're over the age of 50, it takes longer. There are many more people that are going to get laid off over the age of 50. Like there are real things that we're we're dealing with and you don't need to be a victim of it. So what we find, and this speaks to the mindset, Katie, is if you believe that you're too old to find a job, or I'm not going to get hired, or nobody's going to want me after the age of 55, or whatever it happens to be. If that's what you believe, you're going to find all sorts of evidence to support that belief. Yes. You're going to hear all the stories of the people that have been looking for jobs for two years and couldn't start her business or whatever it is. You're going to hear a ton of stories that support that. But the flip is also true. 
if you can entertain the idea that, wait a minute, just because I'm 55, it means like, if you can redefine what that means to you, right? I have more to contribute. I have so much more to learn. I have so many things that I want to contribute to. And if you believe that to the bottom of your toes, you're going to find tons of evidence to support that too. Now you're going to look through the lens of seeing those people that are in their 60s and 70s and maybe 80s starting businesses. We have some campers that have had the best, that have the best jobs of their career in their 60s. Uh, one of our women actually was really fantastic. She uh, was a, a publisher in magazine publishing. Like she was top of her game, not surprisingly, not in that industry anymore because her magazine folded along with so many others. And she was really afraid of ageism. Like, like, how is this going to show up? Like, I'm in my late 50s. Who's going to take me seriously? This is all I've done. Like, publishing jobs don't even exist. Like, how am I going to do this? And she got really clear on her compass point. She got really clear on how she wanted to show up. And she kind of shifted it. And she thought, you know what? She's looking through the lens, seeing all sorts of other people that are doing cool things at this age. And she thought, let me just make this fun. Let me just lead with curiosity. Let me just make this fun and have some conversations. And she landed in a job that she is so freaking happy in that wasn't what she was looking for. Like she landed in a job where she's the head of membership and communication for an organization, I think it's called See Her. Mm -hmm. And it has to do with the media, but it has to do with how we're portraying women and girls in the media. I know that and organization. So, that's a fabulous, right? that's a fabulous yeah. place so, to be working. So cool. And so it used her skills. Oftentimes what we do is we put ourselves in a box. I am a publisher. I am a marketer. I am a whatever. And we put ourselves in that box and clearly other people do. And it's our job to take ourselves out of that box and to look at all these amazing strengths and skills that you have, because that's transformative to any other thing that you want to do. But we've got to speak that language. Yep. And we'll look through the lens of what is possible by looking for evidence. And it is out there. Of course. We just look at it and be it. Your, your, yeah. your camp is full of evidence. This show is full of evidence. I talk to a woman every single Monday uh, who is knocking it out of the park in midlife that are, you know, taking on new creative endeavor, endeavors that are launching businesses that are, are really thriving. So they're you know, if you're looking to collect evidence that uh, change is not only positive change is possible, you know, look no further than the show because there's so many incredible women. In a minute, awesome. I want to explore how the coaching actually works, like what that looks like. But I, I want to ask you a personal question before we get into sort of the nitty gritty of um, what Camp Reinvention offers in terms of like, you know, virtual coaching and, and, and live coaching, et cetera. What have you, I mean, you shared that you yourself are a career shifter. Um, yes. You've you've launched your own business after working for others in print and magazines for a number of years. What mindset um, shift did you have to make for yourself in order to become an entrepreneur later in life? And, and were any of these skills um, or, or sort of attributes that you're using today to be successful, things that came to you in midlife, or could you have done this earlier? I absolutely could have done it earlier, but I think I'm a slow learner. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> you know um, what? The, the real shift I think happened when I started having an incredible respect for who I am and what is important to me, and realized that it's within my power to live into that, and that unless I'm taking control of my career, my happiness, my life, it's not going to happen. Like we we think it's going to happen someday. And oftentimes we think there's a magic person that's going to appoint us. 
Um, you know, truth be told, when I changed careers, my husband was saying all the right things, but I felt guilty. So I was listening to the guilt story. Who am I to change careers and do this thing that I love when he's doing work that he doesn't love, right? So it's interesting. You can have all the external support sometimes too, and your internal, you know, everything between the ears is what matters. Your internal story can hold you back. And it did for a long time. And so when I say I'm a a, a slow learner, I believe on this front is I was at a pain point in magazine publishing for a long time. And then I went off, I became um, a part of an organization called AmeriCares, which was amazing. It was a medical relief organization. And I was so happy to make the jump and to make a difference and cut my salary in half, but I gave myself permission <laughs> to do that. And, um, you know, it wasn't a job that made sense financially to keep once I started a family. So it was several years later uh, when I was doing spokesperson work for, in the media. I would represent products and I had a company called a lifestyle mom and, you know, for a while it was fun and I learned and I, you know, obviously got very savvy at doing media interviews and having fun with it. But at the end of the day, I was representing products that did not resonate with who I am because you know, you're in that awkward position that you don't want to be the talent that's always saying, no, I don't want to represent that. No, I don't want to. And it was easy money when I had young kids. So fast forward after doing this for a couple of years. There was a media segment that I did that made absolutely zero sense. I mean, I was representing, you know, what you should do to survive the holidays. And we had products that I was talking about that did not fit in the segment. And it was truly a painful segment. And with these media tours, you need to do about 20 to 25 interviews back to back. So you need to maintain an energy, right? I was becoming physically ill. I mean, like, like, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I couldn't give myself permission at that time to not do it because who am I to not bring this easy money, you know, in the scheme of things to my family. Right. So I was getting physically ill, iller and iller. I mean, just sick to my stomach, nauseous with every single interview that I did in such a way that I actually went to the bathroom and I was, I was throwing up (laughs) because I was being so untrue. So what matters to me? I'm like, what am I doing? Like I am representing and nothing was insanely bad about the products. I mean, you know, they were fine, but they weren't, they weren't the products that I do. I personally do all fresh food. I was representing some packaged foods that I personally wouldn't serve my family. Um, At the end of the day, I was doing work that did not feel and was not authentic to who I am. Again, how I want to contribute. You know, I was always using kind of the shoulds, the lens of the shoulds. You know, I didn't have a full-time job. How lucky was I? I had three young kids. I should make money. I should, who am I to stop doing this? Because it's a way I can, you know what I mean? Like yes, the whole- the, the shoulds definitely can- Oh you know, my God. It can be a steady, <laughs> it's a steady drumbeat. It's like this sort of, min, you know, this sort of inner peanut gallery that just sort of natters oh, at you about a, what you should be doing. And, you know, yes. you know it-, it I, I think we get better tuning it out um, as, as we get older, but it, but it does take a while. And, uh, you know, it sounds like you were able to quiet that inner peanut gallery and, and get yourself back on track and, and get, yes. get, get that particular shit out of your life. So I want to dive into the camp reinvention um, sort of modules because you, you've been talking a lot about coaching. I'm excited about what you offer. I'm actually going to be participating in something that you're doing soon. I would love for you to share, you know, because listeners might be thinking, is this one-on-one coaching? What is the 12 weeks all about? Do we have to all show up in a room? Can you tell us a little bit about what your actual offerings are to women who are curious? 
Yeah, thank you, Katie, for asking. So Camp Reinvention, we um, have mostly digital offerings. We also are able to go back live now since Yay! pandemic down. <laughs> yes, I'm so excited. We're going back to Arizona. We're going to Arizona actually next week. It's our first live offering since January of 2020 because of the pandemic. So I'll take you through the Camp Reinvention process, and then I'll just tell you how each of the programs differ a little bit. Uh, so the Camp Reinvention process, we have four kind of key modules that we work through. And what we're doing is we're taking you through a process of getting, of really um, looking at your life and looking at how you, what your patterns are in a different way. So we do get into a lot of that mindset work, Katie. You know, we talk about how so much of what is happening in your life is what's happening between your ears, right? So the first section or first module is called reset. And it's really diving into a lot of what are the stories that you have going on in your head, your belief systems, how are they working for you? Or are they working for you? Do you want to question them? Do you want to change them? There's so much that we have, you know, I think, you know, this Katie, I mean, over 45% of what we humans do is done by habit. Oftentimes we're not being intentional. Oftentimes we are just doing what we do. And unless we stop and look at the beliefs we have, the stories, the narrative that's going on in, on in that brain of ours, uh, some of the patterns that we kind of have by default, unless we're looking at some of that stuff, we are not going to create positive change. So, and that's obviously a big part of starting to get clarity on, on what it is that you want to do. Um, rewinding is really taking a look at what is working in your life? What isn't working in your life? What are some of those patterns that you do want to change? Because neuroplasticity is a beautiful thing and we get to, to change how we show up and how we do things with being intentional and with repeat practice. What are some of those things you need to let go of in your life? We're carrying a really heavy backpack at this stage of our life, not only of obligations, but sometimes of resentments or anger or guilt or shame some of those things that just keep us all up at night, you know, fear, anxiety, and, you know, sometimes it's stuff, sometimes it's people in our life that aren't serving us anymore in a way that's healthy and positive. So, so we're really examining a lot of that. And as we get into the reboot section of the program, we're taking a look at our life right now. You know, what is it that is in our life right now? Who are we right now? And moving into that best version and getting clear of who that best version of yourself is and learning how to cultivate that best version of yourself and really starting to envision what it is you want. I love right? that. So it's reset, rewire, reboot. These are yeah, fantastic. reset, rewind, reboot. Reset, rewind, reboot. That, so now reboot, you're grounded in your present and you're getting really clear on what is the best version of you that you're cultivating and what is that best version of your life that you want to manifest and create as you're moving forward. And as we get into the final module, which is, is uh, re-engage, we take you through a very different type of goal setting process that allows you to be agile and to pivot as you go, because we all know no, you know, no goal happens in a straight line. Life happens, we get busy, we get derailed. And um, you know, obviously we need to learn how to pivot. And oftentimes people's goals don't happen because they start, they get excited, and then they pitter out. And, and, and we want to keep you going in positive, in positive momentum. Fantastic. Um, I know that you have a 12 week program coming up. It's called the, um, Camp Reinvention Career Change Accelerator. It's yes. going to be happening this fall. I am delighted. Dana has invited me to run a session in it. 
on uh, owning your career story on LinkedIn. We are about to be moving into our speed round, but I really do want to encourage people who are, are looking to uh, reboot their career, to maybe pivot, to change, to get back to work, to launch a business, to consider this. Dana, could you give us a quick um, overview on some of the other modules that will be uh, covered during yeah. that accelerator? Yeah, so the Career Change Accelerator is all about changing your career by the end of the year. It's for that woman that either wants to look for a job who hasn't in a long time, because God knows it's a totally different process now, or that woman that wants to pivot her career, like take her skills that she has and put them in a different area and serve in a different way, or for that woman who wants to start a business. So the reason why Katie is one of our guest experts is what we're doing is over the course of 12 weeks, starts on October 20th. Wendy and I are teaching that camp reinvention process. That process is all about helping you grow into the person you need to be to create this next stage of life that you want to create, right? you got to be that person. So that's really what the camp reinvention coaching process creates. Now what we do is we bring in experts that teach the things that we do not teach. These are the hard skills. So Katie is going to be talking about creating your brand story. Oh, no, we said you're going to talk about LinkedIn because Katie has a lot of different experiences, <laughs> a lot of different expertises. So Katie's going well, to be our, start our LinkedIn. Start a brand story on LinkedIn. We'll be talking about how to put LinkedIn to work to share your story of the value that you offered, you know, in your career, in your uh, in your business, and to use LinkedIn to better advocate for your priorities, basically. Yeah, fantastic. And so we have experts. We have about 15 experts that will be coming in teaching the skills. So if you're the gal who's looking for a job, how do you use LinkedIn? How do you network in this digital world? How not to be a victim of ageism, uh, negotiation skills, learning to ace the interview. And how do you write your resume for those digital keywords? A lot of women are not even getting interviews for things they're overqualified for, not because they're not great, but because their resume isn't optimized for digital, which is crazy. Uh, we're also bringing in the experts that help you if you want to start a business. So what do you do in the first 90 days? The legal one, two, three, how to create a brand story, some of the basics of social media. So we're bringing in those experts that teach the hard skills because during our coaching process, you're now clear on what you want and you're so much more confident in everything else. But at the end of the day, there are things that you need to do and we have the experts that are going to help you do that. Yeah, I could not be more excited. So I am, you know, if people... Um who listen to the show, who think that they're looking for this, and they're not tired of spending time with me <laughs> on the podcast every Monday. I would love it if you join me. It's going to be, this is my second um, passion. I love making people better on the platform. I'm really excited to be, um, you know, helping people up-level their communications on LinkedIn and, and to put it in service for their next act. So, Dana, we are moving into our speed round um, All right. Let's get into it. Um, I love this. It's always, we end on a high energy note. This is a one to two word answer. All okay. right. Creating camp reinvention was? The best business decision I've made in my life. Ah, love it. Okay. A lifestyle hack that fuels reinvention mojo. Ooh. Pausing and being intentional. A lifestyle hack that fuels midlife peace. Ah, oh, so good. Uh, giving yourself breathing room and the permission to have downtime. Love it. Okay. A skill that I acquired during my own midlife reinvention. Oh, these are such good questions, Katie. And they're flying at me fast. This is good. I wasn't prepared. Uh, so what was that question again? The best skills? Uh, a, a skill that you acquired during your midlife reinvention. The ability to say no to what's not important to me. 
Ooh, love it. Okay, Camp Reinvention focuses a lot on mindset, building grit. What was the last new thing you tried that powered your grit? Uh, last new thing that I tried, you know, I'm going to say meditation. Um, meditation does not come naturally to me, and that's something relatively new to my practice, and I'm finding it to be a game changer. Nice. Okay, even mindset coaches struggle. What's something that you're still working on in midlife? I'm practicing on letting go of expectations. And that's really hard because when you're a you know, person who's you know, high achieving and having high goals, to do the work and let go of where you want it to land. Nice. Okay. Finally, your one word answer to complete the sentence. As I age, I feel. Boulder. Oh, love it. Okay. Thank you, Dana. Before we say goodbye, how can our listeners find you, learn more about Camp Reinvention, your upcoming online courses, including the one that I will be uh, participating in this fall, the Camp Reinvention Career Chains Accelerator. Awesome. Uh, go to campreinvention.com and you'll see all of our programs, including that upcoming Career Change Accelerator program. And if you have any questions, email Wendy or me at hello at campreinvention.com. We'd love to hear from you. Fantastic. And I will be putting sign up for Camp Reinvention Career Change Accelerator into the podcast website. We've got a brand new one. Come check it out, a certainagepod.com. I'll also include that link in the show notes and I'll be sharing it on Instagram uh, over at a certainagepod.com. Dana, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Katie. This is a lot of fun. This wraps A Certain Age, a show for women who are aging without apology. Special thanks to Michael Mancini, who composed and produced our theme music. See you next time. And until then, age boldly, beauties. 